Welcome to the Abundant Soul Aligned Business Podcast, a show all about helping entrepreneurs to navigate building a profitable business as a spiritual woman without sacrificing time, money, or freedom. I'm your host, Sarah Bird, and I've built my own brand from the ground up. If you're ready to create your abundant spiritual business, but have no clue where to start, you're in the right place. I'm here to give you all the guidance and insights into what it takes to launch, scale, and succeed in business from the inside out. We cover the deep inner work of owning a business and the logistics and strategies of setting yourself up for mega success. So let's dive right in. Today, we're talking all about face reading. Now, this is super cool, and I have a very special guest on today with me, who I'll introduce here in a second. But the reason that I have this topic of face reading is because for the month of October, I'm kind of going, since it's Halloween, I'm thinking about wearing masks. This is what really got me started on these topics. Last week, we talked all about dropping the mask of expectations of others and being really authentic to who we naturally are. This, if you haven't listened to that show, go listen to it. It's a really, really good one. Um, And then this week, I wanted to bring on a good friend of mine who does face reading, which is super cool. Talk about exactly what it is here in a second, but it helps you understand yourself, your personality, your natural inclinations based on kind of the shape of your face and what your face looks like. And as I was thinking about Halloween and people putting masks on, it's like, you know, we really want to change how we look. We have a lot of pressures, especially as women, to make our face look a certain way. But what it, would it mean if we just went back to our natural beauty and really captured the essence of who we are based on that? So this week's about face reading. And the next week, the actual Halloween show is going to be all about shadow work, we're going to get witchy. We're going to talk about what it means to go into the shadow and do a lot of the psycho spiritual work around that. So this is right in the middle of our like Halloween month theme. And I have a really good friend of mine on, we've known each other for just over a year now and have done a lot of work together. And she's really incredible. Her name is Elena Klimo. And she is a face reader, an energy worker, and a manifestation coach who helps people align with their true nature and then go out and live the joyful life that they were meant to live based on their unique design. So super cool experience. Welcome to the show, Elena. It is so great to have you on. Thanks for having me, Sarah. Yeah, so happy you're here. Um, Now, start with our audience. You and I have done some face reading together, but I just want you to start with sharing with my audience, what in the world is face reading? (laughs) Yeah, because when I tell people I'm a face reader, they're like, you do what now? (laughs) So (laughs) most people have never heard of it before. Really what it is, is it's the science of recognizing patterns and their meanings. And it's an ancient tool that can help you understand who you truly are. So it's less about what you look like and more about who you are on the inside, what your soul had planned for you before birth. And if you can align with that, you can easily find happiness and your way in life. And this is, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, this is like based in ancient Chinese tradition, right? And I actually didn't know that it was like connected with what your soul had planned for you before you came in, that your actual face 
shape represents kind of your destiny or like your journey. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, you and I, we've talked, we both believe in this and lots of cultures believe in this too, that before we're born, our soul does a lot of planning in the background and it has preferences of some things that it wants to experience in this life. And your face is actually a map to what those preferences are, what your soul wants to experience. So when you can understand what the patterns in your face say, then you can really truly align with your inner being. And if you can do that, then wow, your life will just unfold magically and easily. You know, I love this idea of it being like a map. I, so I have this not a lot of people know this about me, but I have this skin disorder that ha um, creates freckles all over me. They're actually moles, but they look like freckles. And I have this like um, outline of, this is like super, very few people know this about me, but I have this outline of Orion on my arm. Like the constellation Orion is made out of moles in my arm. People can't see it here, but um I have it. And, you know, I always thought, you remember in Waterworld from like the early 90s, that old movie with Kevin Costner and the little girl has like the map of the land on her back and she's the one who like saves it. What This is like super 90s reference. But I always felt like the little water, like Waterworld girl, because I have like Orion on my arm. And I was like, oh, it's a constellation. It's a map. But I love that you're saying like the face shape and the shape of my face, you and I did a face reading and we were talking about like, oh, I have a dimple. I have this like real random dimple in my forehead and I have like a freckle on my ear and like just every little thing kind of determines like a certain moment in my life or a different experience. But I love this idea that it's like a map of the things that I am meant to experience in this life to have the most fulfilling possible life I could live. Yeah, exactly. And you were mentioned moles too. So even moles that you have, freckles, um, sunspots, depending on where they are on your face, will have different meanings and different mm. messages for you. So, you know, I always look at that too, because, you know, we get sun damage sometimes, but where is it on your face and why is it coming up there? And depending on, you know, is it on your cheek? Is it on your forehead? Is it on your nose? It might have some sort of message for you, depending on your past and what you're going through right now, that if you can know that it can be super helpful for you. And I'll give an example too. So I was just, <laughs> I just had a baby and a lot of people get molasses when, when they get pregnant. So I, what is that? I don't have, I've never had a baby. So melasma, it's like you get certain like dark patches hmm. on your face. And now that I'm a face reader and so now I look into like, where is it on my face? And like, why am I getting it there? And I actually had a patch pop up and it popped up in the area that had to do with my early twenties. And it popped up like right as, cause I had to get a C-section and they give you pain medication when you get a C-section and as someone with a former drug habit, I was like, oh yeah, happy to get my pain meds. And then I got my spot like right in this area in my early matching the early twenties part of my life, which was when I developed the drug habit. And I just knew that it was a message from my face being like, be careful. Cause I could like, I got the pain meds and I could even like my little drug addict brain was going, what other surgeries can I get? <laughs> oh my God. And then I like calmed myself down. And it like, after I kind of worked myself through that issue popping back up, it went away. Oh my gosh. That is incredible. I remember when we, when I did my face reading and 
this weird dimple in my forehead, which is just like this funniest, I don't know, I just have a dimple in my forehead, whatever. It's not normal. We don't need to harp on it. But it is like in my early 20s area, like in a certain spot, and you knew exactly what age you said, you know, at this age, did something happen? And I was like, yeah, that's when I moved away from home and I moved off to college, like in my, it was my late teens, I guess, but early 20s. And I was like, yeah, it completely changed my life, like a huge transformation. And you could pick out like something here, something there, like you could tell, but even outside of like specific ages or specific events, face reading just in general is like the shape of this in your face indicates this kind of personality trait. Like I remember we were talking about ears, my younger brother who passed away a couple years ago, on a motorcycle like he did a lot of reckless behavior the wreck wasn't his fault but he did like he kind of an adrenaline junkie he had really big ears that stuck out and you're like yeah that's typically indicative of like risky behavior and so the face of your cheek where your how your chin looks like your eyebrow shape the eyes like every little thing your nose shape the the way things are placed all of that plays into your natural personality and i guess your destiny is kind of what you're saying Yeah. And it really, once you know what these are, it can really just help you be yourself a lot and accept things about yourself that, you know, maybe you don't because of some sort of conditioning that happened in your life. Like, you know, for example, when I see someone that has a large prominent nose, maybe even with a bump on it, that tells me something about that person that lets me know, you know, this person has a lot of leadership qualities, Mm -hmm. this person is a visionary, they probably have a lot of spirituality with them, and they can be somewhat controlling. So all of those characteristics will match that nose. And then if you think about, you know, how can this be conditioned in society, a lot of women end up getting nose jobs, right? And part of it may have to because everything is interconnected, may have to do with, okay, well, we're conditioned to kind of like take, you know, take a step back, not be so visible, let men lead, not really put ourselves out there. And that might make us want us to diminish that feature because we're kind of not comfortable with the power that that. Oh my gosh. That's so fascinating. You were describing that. I don't have a big prominent nose with the bump on it. Um, but that sounds a lot like me and yeah, I probably would want to get a nose job. And I do struggle with like being in leadership positions and feeling like I need to diminish my, power and presence as a woman in a patriarchal society. So, wow, fascinating. Um, Okay, cool. So what got you into face reading? How did you discover this? Like you just grew up in America. Like this is not, you didn't grow up in ancient China. (laughs) I'm not Chinese, right? Um, Well, I think it really, it found me at a time that I needed it the most. Oh, I love that. Uh, Yeah. So, well, how much time do we have? But I guess, let me start the story like closer to the end. But basically picture I'm on a plane, I'm going to Mexico and I'm going to get this experimental treatment called Ibogaine therapy to, you know, help me get clean from drugs. You can't do this in America. It's like not legal. <laughs> you gotta come to Mexico. Oh and so when I tell you that I have to like, and, and what you do is basically you like trip out for 24 hours under medical care. And then that does something to your brain and it like, you're supposed to not do drugs. It resets after. it. 
-hmm. Yeah. So clearly when someone's going to do that, it's not their first time to rehab. So (laughs) I go do that and I'm like, okay, good. Like I'm done for good. I, and I never understood like why I had this like, you know, party girl, rock and roll lifestyle. You know, I come from a really good family. Um, people are nice to me. I don't have trauma, you know, and I just never like understood why I could never get to the root of it. And long story short, I came back from Mexico. I was clean for like a good three months and then like started using again. And it's just like, oh, I'm like, at this point, I'm like 33 years old. It's not cute anymore. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I go to this yoga center that I like to go to, to kind of like get, get myself back together. They have this really cute metaphysical bookstore and this book just like shines at me and it's called the wisdom of your face by Jean Hayner. So I got it. I started reading it. It was a book all about face reading. And there was just something as I started reading it and my background, I'm as I used to work as a psychotherapist. So I'm very into like personality, psychology, human behavior. But as I started reading about this system of diagnosing personality based on your facial features, everything about it just felt true to like my core. My soul was like, yes. And as I'm reading through it, I get to the very last elemental archetype, which is the metal element. And I just completely saw myself. I saw this description of this beautiful personality type that's humanitarian, you know, loves people and animals, can't even watch the news because it's so painful, super sensitive to the energies of other people, really spiritual, really high morals and values and like traditional values. And I was like, oh my God, that's me. But I wasn't living like that at all. You know, I was wearing a mask, as you alluded to in the beginning of the episode. But I just really, I was like, this is me. Oh, my God. And I felt really seen. And then I just kind of started, like, aligning with my true self. And it was easy, like, once you know what it is. Um, And my drug addiction, I didn't have to do anything for it. just fell away. Wow. Because I just became myself. Yeah. And yeah. And so I was like, this is just so beautiful and amazing. And what a life changing thing for people to understand who they truly are and be that. So I hunted down the author of the book. I did an internship with her, studied um, for many years. And now I do this and help my clients learn who they are. Wow. I've never heard that story. You've never shared that story with me. So that's so cool. I did. Because part of face reading, and this is the tradition it comes from, correct me if I'm wrong, because you know, obviously, a lot more about this than I do, but face reading is part of the Chinese tradition that also uses the the elements. So there's five elements, which are wood, water, earth, fire, and metal. Are those the five? Okay. I took the class with you because you taught about it. You had a program and I went through it. And so calling back that information and each one of those personality types or I guess it's just like, we all have all five of those energies within us and we embody one more prominently than the others or like they all balance each other. And I remember when I went through your program on this, I was, I embody water and earth. And those, like you said, when we were going through like the description of them, it's like, yeah, this is right. This is true. This is accurate. This is speaking to my soul. This is calming my nervous system like there is this kind of psycho spiritual somatic experience when you resonate with something that like really aligns and is very true and i remember um 
kind of the face reading and also the element, the energy elements to this. Um, when I was like learning about these things, it was like, yeah, I feel like you are almost describing me so accurate. Like, you know, me better than I could even articulate, you know, it's like, yeah, this is true. You're capturing my spirit, my essence, like the qualities of my personality. And I just love the idea, like you said earlier, of our face being a map of our life and showing us kind of how to fulfill anybody who's ever listened to any of my stuff knows that I'm big on fulfilling your divine purpose and living out your life to the fullest extent, actualizing your potential. We have was one precious life and we're not guaranteed for it to even be long. <laughs> I learned that recently with my younger brother dying at 21. And so really kind of lights a fire under your rear um, to get you going and like living fully. And this just makes things so much easier. It's like puzzle pieces clicking together. And I love your story about being like a drug addiction is really hard to battle. I've got plenty of drug addiction in my family and it's like a lifelong, you know, can be a lifelong thing that's really challenging to overcome and it completely consumes you. So the fact that you went from that to just like, I don't even feel the desire anymore after like seeing this reflection of my personality and stepping into living in alignment with who I naturally am. I mean, that in and of itself speaks volumes about how powerful this work is. So thanks for yeah, sharing I that. Thought so too. I mean, it was huge for me because I'd been doing drugs for, I don't know, like 13, 15 wow. years and like, you know, up, down, up, down. And I just could never like figure out why. And when I learned about the metal element and the sensitivities to energy and how overwhelmed I was getting, I would like recognize like, oh, that's what's going on with me. I'm like feeling wow. everything so much, but it doesn't feel like sadness. It's like, you know, feeling like the stress of all the energy around me that I wanted to, you know, do something take some sort of medicine to change my state so I yeah. could feel better. But when I was able to actually embrace that energetic sensitivity and then turn it around, because now I harnessed it and now I can do energy work and now I can manage my energy. Then yeah. it's like, okay, now I'm living out the positive qualities where before I was just like, so caught up in like, the negative side of being sensitive to energy and trying to do whatever I could to combat yeah. that. And it was totally like taking me away from who I am. And yeah. the further away that you move from who you truly are and the essence of your spirit, life just gets harder and more chaotic and you get more drama and more lessons and more ways that life is going to be like, Hey, you're doing it wrong. Come back. Come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I when, call it crisis mode. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, it just gets so easy once you're like, okay, this is what my inner being wants. Things can be calm. I just need to be me, but I didn't know who I was before. Cause and you know, so much stuff built up and going on. Yeah. And you know what I was really struck by when I was studying under you is like how simple some of the practices are that get you realigned with your true nature. Like it's not you don't have to go, you don't have to go to Mexico and go on some, you know, <laughs> retreat where you reset your, like, you don't have to do that. And I didn't have to go into like the woods and have a shamanic journey to like reset my energy. It was like, no, eat this type of food, set this up in your house, reorient your space in this way, create an altar, light a candle, do this meditation. Like it was so, this is outside of face reading. It's also the elemental side of it, but it was just so simple and it really made an impact. Like 
I really felt it. These tiny little practices really do make a difference because you're harnessing that energy in an intentional way and you're not battling against it. And um, yeah, just what a what a beautiful process. So, okay, cool. So as far as the face reading, um, yeah, I'm curious about how I have some ex- uh, some examples because I've worked with you before in face reading. Um, but how does face reading help your clients? Like, how can it help you? So, so many different ways. So one example is just to like feel more beautiful, right? Yeah. Um, I'm sure you have a lot of women listening to this and we have (laughs) only women, I'm guessing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's so much conditioning in society of like how you should look and, you know, celebrities, social media, all of that. And so many of us look in the mirror and we don't like what we see and we want to change it. And if we do that, that also kind of changes, that's going to affect our emotions, our mental state, our destiny, and actually going to cause, you know, more issues in our life than we wanted. And really, if you, anytime I talk to my clients and they're like, oh, you know, I don't really like this feature. I want to change it. And then I explain to them what it means. They're like, oh, wow. Okay. That is me. And oh, I (laughs) like that I don't need to change that about myself yes. you know for example there's a lot of people that want to change their lips right and they want to have like you know bigger fuller lips but if somebody has a smaller mouth or thinner lips one meaning to that is you know in a relationship you might like want more alone time you're more independent you don't need to be like cuddled up and like all like on someone all the time and that is aligned for you so it's like oh, okay. Like, yeah, I really am like that. Why am I trying to plump up my lips and be somebody I'm not? And by doing so I'm affecting the relationship aspect of my life and really, you know, actually going to cause drama there. If I left it alone, I could just kind of be myself in the relationship and get a partner that was compatible with me. Yeah. It's really like embracing who you naturally are and accepting those pieces of yourself, which is again, excuse me, part of the theme of like authenticity of accepting who you naturally are rather rather than battling against it. And, you know, reflection of that is like your story where you were battling against your natural innate self of being really empathic, that if you try to change an aspect of your face, that it's going to be battling against yourself, like changing the experiences that your soul agreed to experience in this life and almost like taking that away from you or that opportunity away from you, or at least like changing the trajectory. And that is what the main thing, my example I had of how it can help me after we work together is that when I came to you, I remember saying, I don't like my natural face shape. I never have. I've always felt really insecure about my natural face. I remember being, I don't think I've ever shared this with anyone. So now all my listeners are going to hear it. So (laughs) y'all are the first ones. But I remember being like um, probably 14 or 15 and I went to my, my friend moved into a new house and they had those closet door, closet doors that like folded up like an accordion. And so it opened in opposite directions. There were two of them that went out, but they were full length mirrors. The doors were full mirrors. And so if you looked into one, you could see behind you and see the mirror reflecting the back of you. And I remember being like 14 or 15 in this girl Krista's house. And she, and it was the first time I had seen the back of my like profile, like the first time I'd ever seen my face profile. And I didn't know that I had an underbite and I do 
I have an underbite from sucking my thumb till I was like, I don't know, in third grade or something way too old. And I, but I didn't know that I had it because I'd only ever seen my face from the front. And I remember being crushed. I was like 14 years old and your ego is so sensitive as a young girl and being a young teenage girl, like you're just so insecure about your body. And I remember thinking like, oh my God. And it anchored in this belief that I have this like hideous, ugly face and like I'm unlovable, I'm not attractive, like all these terrible messages that we get enough of in life as women. Like society already tells us these things enough. And here I did looking at my own face, seeing that. And then as we were talking, I remember you were saying like, oh, cause I have, I also have really big cheeks, like big, um, just puffy cheeks and always have, I like never grew out of my baby fat cheeks. And you were saying like all of these positive qualities that come from the particular shape of my face that I had always been so insecure about. And it was the first time, like, even if people don't know the meaning of your face shape, even if they're not face readers, just knowing that this is what this like spiritually represents helps me wear it with confidence. And like, I'm proud that I have round cheeks that people have always made fun of me for and like got picked on in elementary and high school for. Like, it makes me proud that my face is the way it is. And I can look in mirrors and look behind me and not feel like, oh, this is awful. I'm I'm somehow a bad person because how my face is shaped. It's like, no, I can be an amazing person. And these are all the positive qualities that come from it. So really helped me with my self-esteem on that point. Yeah, which is huge too, because self-love is the most important thing that we can cultivate, right? I think that's yeah. what everybody is here to learn on earth. And if you don't love yourself, how are you going to love anybody else and show up <laughs> for, for anyone, right? Yeah. It's all a reflection of how you feel about yourself. And with this like negativity, how are you going to manifest anything good in your life either, right? So like right. anything that you can do to increase your self-love, to increase your self-esteem is only going to bring positive aspects into your life. Yeah. And that self-acceptance, that like embracing who you are naturally. I just, I've really been harping on authenticity this month because that's what like the theme is. And yeah, last week in my episode, my last episode, I was really talking all about like how your life falls apart and how much energy you waste trying to accommodate others because you're not being authentic to yourself. And then on the flip side of that, like when you do live authentically, when you do embrace yourself, when you love yourself and your big puffy cheeks and like your weird underbite, like, or whatever it is, your small lips or your big ears, when you embrace that, it goes it, it shifts from working against yourself to working with yourself. And that's where that manifestation comes. So, right. And also just like, I was just thinking about this, you're like, what a giant waste of time as someone who has done so much of this to be going (laughs) to, you know, offices, getting fillers, getting Botox, you know, spending all this time thinking, I don't like this about myself. How can I fix this about myself? Um, you know, you think about like at the end of your life, you're up in heaven and you're doing a life review. And it's like, you spent all of these hours like, <laughs> nitpicking, like, yeah. doing all of this stuff to your face where like, honestly, you would have been better off sitting around watching Netflix because at least you're not yeah. like hating yourself during yeah. that time. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that is my other example that I had thought of um, when we were planning this show, because like a year ago, I feel, or maybe it was like six months ago, there was this whole fad that took the nation by storm of removing buckle fat removal. And it was this big thing. And I think I 
it was like happening right before I did my um, face reading with you. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to get that. I like looked into prices. I like checked local places that do it and figured out who was doing it where and was like going to make an appointment to get the like fat removed out of my cheeks. And if you don't know what buckle fat is, it's just the fat in your cheeks. That's like naturally part of your cheeks. And then if you remove it, they just like suction it out. I guess I don't know how it works. Then it gives you like a more defined cheekbone, kind of like what you do with um, contouring right there. And so it was like this big like wave that seems to have passed. It only lasts for a few months. But it was this big fad. And we were talking about, like I told you, oh, I was thinking of doing this. Obviously I have to tell you if I'm gonna adjust my face, like you're the face reader. And you were saying not only the positive qualities about my face shape as it is, but also what the consequences would be, how it would change my trajectory, the things that I struggle with in my personality, like how it would, access a different element that isn't really natural to my true elements. Um, and it did discourage me. I didn't end up getting the buckle fat removal, but can you talk about like what happens when people do change their face? Yeah. And like, let me give an analogy too. So people can kind of get it. Like if an architect gave you a drawing of a home, Mm-hmm. You wouldn't like look at that and be like, actually, I think I'm going to put the bathroom where the kitchen is and this bedroom is going to go in the basement because like you don't know what you're doing <laughs> change the structure of the whole house. Yeah, and it's going to be really crappy. Like it's not yeah. Right? Yeah. So just like there would be consequences to doing that when you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. There are consequences to changing your face around when so many of your facial features are associated with these personality traits, spiritual, emotional, um, physical traits. So wow. for example, when we were talking about the, the buckle fat, so this is an earth element feature. And what it says when somebody has plump lower cheek areas is, you know, this is someone who is a stable person who you can depend on, who's reliable, who cares about friends and the community, who has a lot of stamina to get things done, who's just like a solid friend, solid person in relationship, really supportive. So these are all like wonderful qualities, right? Yeah. (laughs) And if you go and like suck that out, then it just really like messes with the destiny uh, and throws things out of whack. And you're going to create imbalances in all of those areas that I mentioned. So if you're someone that had up until now been a supportive friend, partner, mother, whatever, oh, all of a sudden you might be feeling resentful. All of a sudden you Mm. might have less energy to get things done that you had the stamina for before. Uh, You may feel a lot more disappointed in life where you were content before. And there would be kind of all of these negative sides of that element and that feature would come out. And it would be subtle, but it would be there. (laughs) And And it could also really change your relationships. Yeah. Yeah. It's like subtle or not, that really makes a difference. Yeah. And like, I noticed it because, so I've done a ton of stuff to my face (laughs) throughout my life until once I started learning about face reading, I was like, oh my God, I'm not doing anything ever again, but I can kind of think back and see how it affected me. And I got my, I got a nose job when I was 15, which now I like tell my parents, I'm like, why did you let me do that? Like, I was totally thrown into it. And I was saying how, you know, that has to do with leadership and oh my God, like I actually remember that 
when I was younger, you know, you'd have to do group projects with people. I would always take the lead and be like, okay, we're doing this. I probably would be like a little bossy about it and things would come out great. And then post nose job, it's like, I hate leadership. I want nothing to do with it. I'm like, someone else do it, please. And like, if no one steps in, I'm like, oh, fine. And I shy away from it. And now like, I have to make myself. And it's <laughs> tough because like, it is a big part of my destiny and what I was supposed to be doing is like being a leader in the world. And I know I have to, but it's like, it's a lot harder for me. And I think if I did not get my nose done, then wow. just supported me through all of that, where now I've kind of like messed it up where it's just like, Oh, really? I have to lead. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fascinating. I, I've never had any facial surgeries, but I have had a few moles removed off of my face. And yeah, I'd love to like go back and look at what happened during that time of my life or even like what preceded it, you know, that, caused me to want to do that to the point that I actually took action on it. Like, you know, there's things that you might reject about yourself. And this is going to bleed over into next week's conversation about the shadow because your shadow is simply just what you reject about yourself and like push away. But those things that you reject about yourself, like I wanted to get a few, I had a few moles on my face and I wanted to get removed for years. And like, probably nobody else even noticed them because they were flesh colored, the same color as the rest of my face. I noticed them and they were there and it was a bump. And it was literally like 10, 15 years that I was like, oh, I'm going to get this removed. Like it was always on my mind. And then finally I did. So it'd be interesting to look at like, what was happening in my life that led to the impetus to take action to actually remove this thing off my face or change it and you know when you're 15 your life is tumultuous but uh, just by nature of being a teenager but you know what were the things that were going on and then once i took that action like how did that impact how i showed up after that so yeah this is really fascinating stuff i do also want to ask about um just like, okay, so you know, and a lot of people know that I'm in a graduate program right now, being trained as a licensed counselor. And it's a clinical mental health counseling program. And you are a licensed counselor as well and used to work as a counselor. So I'm just curious, like, I know you kind of briefly mentioned when you found the book and, um, you know, that like it was really helpful and you've always been into personal development and psychology and that kind of stuff, but it was kind of a shift. So, yeah, just what was that like for you to kind of shift from traditional counseling? I'm in a Buddhist-based program, so it's already like slightly different and more spiritual. Um, but yeah, can you just talk about how this is different, how it might be similar, how they inform one another, or how they're totally separate for you? Yeah, for sure. I think they they definitely go a lot together. Um, you know, psycho I'm so happy that I have my background in psychology and yeah. I know, you know, you cannot discount the work of Freud and Jung, and it's all just like so important and I love psychology I think the difference for me is when you're in a regulated like board regulated body of work there's a lot of rules and things that you can and can't do as a therapist and yeah. we're not really supposed to coach so much so yeah. we're not really supposed to advise it's really more about listening and trying to lessen the symptoms and there is a lot of focus on what is the disorder, right? What is mm -hmm. wrong with you? And how do we yeah. alleviate the symptoms where, you know, in coaching, I can say whatever I want, right? I can talk about manifestation and woo, woo stuff, yeah. and the stuff that I like more. And there's a lot more focus on really what is right with you. And mm. I find that the more you focus on that, and it's more of like, here's this beautiful, wonderful being 
you are and face reading, you know, it's even more than just about how can you be happy with what you look like? The work that I do with people really mostly is like, what is your purpose and how do you fulfill that? And even, mm. you know, someone with a lot of water element for you to know that for you to be in like a nine to five job, doing the same thing over and over again is going to be your own personal hell. And yeah. You should be traveling or have like odd hours. That's like such a relief. And that can totally change the trajectory of somebody's life to yeah. be doing more what they're meant to be doing. So for me to be able to help guide people in such a way, it just is very fulfilling for me. Oh, I love that. I've talked a lot through the years, or at least thought a lot about the difference between coaching and counseling. And I really am very grateful the counseling program I'm in, like I said, is Buddhist based. The particular program is called mindfulness-based transpersonal counseling. So there is a lot of room for these kind of alternative um, consciousness states. We do a lot with like dream work, shamanic journeying, past life regressions, that kind of stuff. But also inherently just like the fundamental belief is that we have inherent wisdom. And this is the fundamental belief of Buddhism, which is what I love so much about it. Um, not that you have to be Buddhist to believe this, but just that in psychotherapy, like the point of therapy is not the pathologizing side of it, of, of what's wrong with you, which also is like how most people see their face. Like if you go to a plastic surgery, they take out the Sharpie and they like mark all the things that are wrong with you all over your body. like. This is what we're starting with. We're starting with you are wrong. You don't fit the ideal standard of beauty or of health or of psychological wellness. But in the um, counseling program I'm in, it's based in you have inherent wisdom. And every we read this quote um, from an article. John Wellwood, I think, was the guy who wrote the article. And basically the quote says uh, every like neurosis originally formed every neurosis is an homage to love because it originally formed as like somebody trying to get their need for love met but they had to do it in this kind of creative way that fit the situation and now later in life it doesn't quite fit the situation but they're still trying to get their need for love met in that way and so it has this inherent wisdom base to it of like let's not just focus on what's going wrong for you but like why that seems like a good option why when you were doing drugs and addicted to drugs, you were combating being overstimulated by this hypersensitivity. And then you look at face reading and it's like, oh yeah, let me normalize being hypersensitive for your element. And then you don't feel like you have to just cope with it through the destructive way. You're like, let me embrace this and enhance it. So it does make a lot of sense that they would go really hand in hand. And um, I do love the idea of it not being pathology based. So thanks for sharing that. Um, cool. So I'm curious if you have just like one suggestion or takeaway for my audience to know about face reading um, or anything that you can sh like leave them with a tip as we wrap up here. Yeah, I would just say that you are perfect the way you are. You are whole. You are wonderful. You are a spiritual, beautiful being. And any message that you have for whatever reason, that's not that just isn't true. <laughs> so yes. Anything that you can do to make yourself happier, to make yourself love yourself more is going to be amazing. And of course, if you have any questions about any features that you have or mm. how to align with yourself, 
send me a DM. <laughs> yes. Amen. Oh, I want to get out the tambourine and shake after that. This is my big takeaway from everything that you share and teach on and talk about, because I have been following you for a long time, is like accepting yourself as you are. That goes hand in hand with that authenticity that I've been focusing on and not feeling like you have to wear a mask, especially as we're going into like Halloween season, which let's be honest, I haven't dressed up for Halloween in probably 10, 15 years, but it's just the idea of like, oh, putting on a costume, let me try on a different personality. Let me be someone else for a day. You don't have to put that mask on and live that way your whole life, even though we're taught to, that you can embrace who you naturally are. And that once you do, you have an incredible transformation story of being like, you know, addicted to drugs up until your early 30s. Like that's pretty high up. That was a long time. And then that just like, once you got into alignment with your purpose, with your direction, with who you're meant to be, that like it complete, it was like easy to transform your life. So um, amazing. Thank you so much for being here. I am curious how folks can find you. What is your social media handles? How can they reach out? What's your website? Tell us everything. Yeah. And just one thing to add, just thought of as you were saying that, yeah. is, you know, people don't realize that they're wearing a mask and that they don't yes. know who you are. If you asked me at 33, if I knew who I was, I'd be like, oh, absolutely. And I would have thought I was being so authentic. Wow. And, you know, and I think most people do, right? Until yeah. sometimes you find out something where you can truly remember and <gasps> that's going to change your life. And wow. I will tell you that if you're unhappy, if you're living a life that like you don't like and things are really going wrong, then you probably don't truly know who you are. And it's not your fault. It's just because of all of the messages yeah. that you've been getting. So I would love to talk to anyone and you can have a lot of aha moments and then like truly recognize yes. and it would be life-changing. So yeah, if people want to get in touch with me, an easy way to do it on Instagram, my handle is Elena, the face reader. I also have a website. It's facereadme.com. And those would be the best ways. And Elena is E-L-E-N-A, just in yeah. case nobody knows. So Elena, the face reader is your social media handle yes. on Instagram. And face read me, F-A-C-E-R-E-A-D-M-E.com. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And then you were also telling me earlier before the show about a new program that you have, and it sounds so interesting. So really incredible. Tell me what is this new offering that you're sharing with people? Yeah. And let me just share like the whole gamut. <laughs> so, yeah, so, people know. Everything. so yeah, if you just want to have a session and just really find out about what your face says about you, it's a really beautiful therapeutic, spiritual awakening <laughs> type of session. Yes. I would say I can just do a one-on-one -on -one face reading session. I have that available. And then a new offering that I recently launched, it's a manifestation program. It's called manifest by design. And this is using your face, your personal patterns to help you match your manifestation goals. So I have a very systematic way of doing this because anyone that's read Ooh. anything about manifestation knows that you have to create the desire and then you have to allow it to unfold and you have to match the vibration. And the question I always have is, how do I match the vibration of my desires? And that's the part we're all supposed to kind of just like figure out. And I feel like yeah. we're all floundering and, and not doing it. So I created a system that is very much based on your unique personality and mm. what you need to do and how to align with yourself. And every single person will have a 
completely different technique based on their desires of how to reach them of micro habits aligned to them where I take you through a very systematic journey to reach your desired goals based on you, not just wow. general manifestation. You know, that's so helpful because like you said, yeah, it's, there's a t- so many teachings on manifestation and like creation and power of thought, but knowing that it's like individualized to my own personality, my own element, my own face shape and like what my soul planned for this lifetime sounds just so incredible. So yeah, if you're interested in working with Elena, she's amazing. She's got some incredible testimonials from people. Um, I think one of them said, this is my favorite one on your website. I think it says something like doing your, a face reading with you is like having 10 years of therapy, like <laughs> just something like that. It was so just a raving testimonial. I've done a face reading with you and I can attest to it is really incredible. Um, very enlightening about learning about yourself. So that sounds really great. Um, Facereadme.com and then Elena, the face reader on Instagram. So go find her, check her out. Thank you so much for being here. It was really great for you to share your wisdom. Everyone listening, just remember that we're doing kind of a, a Halloween theme month in these episodes. So last week was all about authenticity, really good episode. Obviously, we just talked all about face reading, which is super cool cool, especially for Halloween, as you're thinking of like the metaphysical understanding of wearing a mask. And then next week is we're going to dive into shadow work. So this is really fun stuff to think about, to talk about. We're going to embrace our inner witches and get into it. So tune in next week. And thanks so much for being here, Elena. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode for the training and insight that you need to create the business and life that you want. As always, I'd love your feedback. I love to hear from you. So please find me on all the socials at Sarah Bird Coaching or leave a comment over at the blog at sarahbirdcoaching.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-B-Y-R-D coaching.com. What breakthroughs, insights, and ahas did you have from this episode? And what action are you ready to take now? And if you're ready to build and scale your soul-centered business to the next level so that you can finally reach six figures without leaving spirituality at the door, join us in the Abundant Soul Aligned Business Program. This 12-week women's business building program teaches you the systems and strategies of building a business from the ground up, and we go deep into the inner work of stepping into leadership in your business and life. If you're ready for the clarity, confidence, and cash flow to go from start to success, you can learn more and enroll at sarahbirdcoaching.com slash ASA-biz. That's sarahbirdcoaching.com slash ASA-BIZ. Sending you so much love and we will see you next show.